0: The time is at hand. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order.
1: One of the many spirits said to haunt the area.
2: Unknown animal attack.
0: We need a great reset. Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen
1: from six hundred and fifty nine feet, way up in the Appalachian Mountains. This is in dark places, episode one ten. My name is Jumbo Fugit, and this is my friend Kyle Leverin. Hey, Kyle, what's going on?
2: Oh, it's good to talk to you again. Uh, enjoy your show. You're doing a good job with it.
1: It's been a while.
2: Yeah, yeah, been a while.
1: I was telling you, I uploaded that one the last time you were on, on to YouTube. I'm so far behind on that, it's awful. Well,
2: it takes time when you're working a full-time job to do this on the side. It uh, just gotta, It's time management, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This week we're going to be talking about some astronauts and UFO sightings, so kind of related to that, I remember you were talking about my grandpa, I never did get to know him, he died in 1974 and I was born in 1975, and you were talking about my grandpa being kind of like a conspiracy theorist before it was cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can remember, I really do remember this. So We had like an old uh, general store there in Nolan where I grew up, your grandpa lived up just a few houses up the road from me. And, you know, a lot of those old-timers would go sit on the front porch of the store and on their wooden bench, and chew their tobacco and talk. And, of course, I was always into the uh, moon landing and the, all the astronaut, the Gemini programs and all that early on. And I remember being a kid and going to the store and I was standing there on the porch and I heard him and a couple, maybe another guy talking about the first moon landing there, you know, 69, with uh, Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong. And uh, they didn't think it was real, they thought that they just uh, landed, or they were out in the desert somewhere filming that and making it people believe that they landed on the moon. And what's funny, they did that, that was probably the same summer there, 69, so I was pretty young myself. And uh, them saying that, and all these years later, you hear that same conspiracy theory. People say that, that either it was Hollywood said or they were out, you know, like in the desert somewhere and had it set up and made it look like they were on the moon or they really weren't because they said they wanted to beat Russia. You know, it was a space race, they called it. They wanted to, Kennedy vowed that we would beat Russia to the moon. And, and uh, so, and Russia, of course, Was the first one to launch an astronaut into space and to orbit the Earth, and they got a little bit ahead of us. So then they put a rush on our program, NASA, and and supposedly we beat them to the moon. But if you listen to some of the old timers, and even now the conspiracy theories, in today's world, some people say we really never landed on the moon, so it's interesting. Yo, <laughs> Henry Fuga was his name. He was a, a plumber. I know he did some work uh, at our house for my dad. My dad knew him and uh, your family real well.
1: <laughs> That's wild. I always go back and forth on the moon thing. I can see where that it could be easily faked and that they were trying to beat Russia and they wanted to keep up the morale and America is like the leader of the world and everything. But then, like, it makes you wonder if we did go, why in the world didn't we ever go back?
2: Well, it does make you wonder. I mean, it got me thinking. I mean, of course, I believe that we did. I remember watching it on my black-and-white TV with my family, and we were all thrilled seeing that, you know, Neil Armstrong one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, taking, you know, uh, we had no reason to believe that it wasn't true, but then <laughs> get your bubble burst a little bit, and <laughs> and then, like you said, it makes you think, well, maybe there's something to it. Uh, uh, i uh, hope that we did, but I guess uh, maybe one day we'll know the truth. Uh, now they're talking about going back to the moon, maybe another year or two. They've been actually supposed to, uh, they just picked four new astronauts, uh, that will go up and orbit the moon. I guess that's sort of a test before they actually send some others up after that to land on the moon. And that was just a few days ago that they picked those four astronauts. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully they'll they'll do that. And then the next step is supposedly they're supposed to go on to Mars. So that'll be uh, even... A great greater achievement. I hope to like to see that in my lifetime, you know. it would be something I've seen them, we see them land on the moon and then go on to Mars, you know. That's always been a sort of science fiction. A lot of people didn't think it ever happened because it's so far away, but looks like they're uh, they're planning that and uh, that's the next step.
1: That's exciting stuff. I always was into that stuff. I wouldn't sit and record CNN. I had my college schedule planned out so I could be home for like the 12 o'clock news. I would always watch CNN and stuff about the Mars rovers and everything. Had everything recorded onto VHS tapes. I was just super into it.
2: You're like me. I was really interested in the early astronauts and watching those early space flights when they took off. And and then the recovery when the capsule would parachute back into the ocean and the Navy boats would go out and get the astronauts. It was pretty cool stuff watching as a kid growing up. I even had a toy... uh, you know, and it was like three stages to take it apart because it's just like when their rockets went up; how the first stage would take a break off, and then the next one. <laughs> oh, it's <that's> neat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and now here is the Nicholas Cage yelp down of the week.
0: It's just a little punch monkey. I'm leaving. <laughs> kept giving it bananas (laughs) wait wait let me understand something you had no idea you were working for an itty bitty monkey giving it bananas (laughs) for years dark places listeners this is Mr. Haunted with some breaking news. Well, finally some news in uh, from my home state. A Windsor, Connecticut family had an unexpected guest on Easter Sunday when two black bears came to join in on a backyard Easter egg hunt. Jennifer Lopez and her husband, saw a bear eating candy out of their Easter eggs, according to a report by WFSB in Connecticut. All of a sudden, I hear shuffling of leaves and assuming it was just the squirrels or chipmunks or something. However, I was in for the awakening of my life when I looked up and saw mother bear with her cub. She worked her way to the eggs and started eating all the chocolates. Lopez told the news station, Connecticut's Department of Energy and Environmental Protection told the station that bears become unafraid of people when they have easy access to people's food. The department also said the first priority should be safety rather than taking a photo or video of a bear. No, my first priority is taking a photo, a video of a said bear. So when one's encountered, you're supposed to ignore it, according to the report. Black bears should never be fed, either intentionally or unintentionally, said Jenny Dixon, Wildlife Division Director in a department in Department Release. Bears that are attracted to homes by easily accessible foods lose their fear of humans. It's an Easter egg hunt. Lighten up, people. Shout out to Little Fish. This has been Mr. Haunted with Breaking News.
1: Mr. Haunted, delivering the news to us. Thanks, Jimmy. This week on the show, we're talking about astronauts and their UFO sightings. Space is where you don't expect to see something, and when you do, chances are it's something you don't think you'd see. What else do you expect when you leave your own backyard and venture beyond the known? Are these just conspiracy theories at work or actual experiences? Astronaut Scott Carpenters, the second American to orbit the Earth, statement At no time when the astronauts were in space were they alone. There was constant surveillance by UFOs. Leaves us wondering about what we haven't discovered yet. From UFOs to strange space music to a knock on the door. There's plenty these astronauts talked about and every instance is legit creepy. How much of it is true though has yet to be established. What about uh, Neil Armstrong? You think he actually saw some UFOs and aliens and stuff? Like that?
2: You know, that's one of the, some of my notes here. There's uh, rumors that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin did see a UFO, and uh, but both of them denied. It. Uh, you know, there's been uh, stories that have spread that Neil Armstrong. Witnessed multiple UFOs during the Apollo 11 mission, and but there was always an explanation that the sighting was attributed to some of those jettison components that broke off when they you take off, and they have different stages on those rockets. And then Buzz Aldrin, supposedly a, a writer, but he was a science fiction writer, swore that Buzz Aldrin st- said that uh, they did see a UFO, but he uh, swore that he didn't, and uh, says there's nothing to it. But, you know, I'm thinking those guys are so loyal. You know, people forget they're, most of them are uh, military, they're Air Force, and they're sworn to secrecy, and they take that pretty seriously, so if they did see something, they were probably told not to talk about it, and I think that's what would, those kind of guys would not report it, or just say there was nothing to it, you know, it was just, whatever, space junk or whatever so uh, both of them denied but then you've got a couple of big astronauts uh, we, we'll talk about here in a minute that claim that they did see uh, UFOs and uh, they're pretty believable if they're, with
1: their stories One of the most bizarre things I ever saw was that uh, one press conference when the astronauts had first came back and they were just being all awkward and people were asking them stuff about the moon and they were just kind of staring off in outer space they didn't really seem excited and stuff about it it was just weird to me
2: yeah and of course there was some time when they said some of the communication was cut off between them and the nasa space command and they said the reason they did that is because they were seeing something and they didn't want everybody to hear you know them talking about hey we see something strange over here that's another you know one of those theories that Well, I don't know if it really happened or not, but uh, it'd be interesting.
1: Here's a weird one. The knock. First off, there's no sound in space. There's only vacuum. And this is precisely what makes this story a strange one. Back in 2003 astronaut Yang Lui, the first to be sent into space by the Chinese space program, was sitting in his space shuttle when he reportedly heard a knock. He described it as someone knocking the body of the spaceship, just as knocking an iron bucket with a wooden hammer. Apparently, he's not the only one to have experienced this. There were other Chinese astronauts between 2005 and 2008 who reportedly heard similar sounds. A
2: couple of astronauts I always thought were very interesting and believable. And one was uh, Gordon Cooper. an astronaut. Of course, they usually start out as test pilots in in the Air Force. And he said that in May of 1957, he was a test pilot, and his team saw a UFO land at Edwards Air Force Base out in California. He said he had a camera that had been set up to record the launches of the test flights that they were doing. And, um and supposedly he turned that film over to you know whoever in the Air Force and never saw it again. But uh, you know he didn't say anything about it at the time. But years later he came out and he was on record. And I've seen a couple of interviews with him saying that it did happen. He said approximately 50 yards away from uh, his team that a saucer-shaped craft hovered in the air, then began to it descended down to the ground and landed with three legs were like a tripod onto the ground from the underside of the craft. And, uh, so after a short while, I of Cooper's team slowly made their way towards the strange object. As, as he did, it rose into the air and ascended and, and it took off and just disappeared and never made a sound. And, uh, of course following official protocol for such sightings cooper packaged up the film and sent it to the pentagon for analysis not only did he receive not receive the film back he never did hear anything from the pentagon or or the air force uh after he sent that film there but you know gordon cooper was one of the first astronauts and uh pretty believable so i thought that was always a
1: good story yeah i always enjoyed hearing his stories it's a uh crazy how that stuff like that just so happens to disappear they take it <laughs> for the examination <laughs>
2: happened like with the uh, jim pennison a friend of mine with the reynolds and force case there in england back in the early 80s and he took those pictures and they sent the film and never saw any of the pictures or the film again <laughs> of that when it landed outside the air force base there so that seems to have happened a lot, and then another good case, and this may be even better than any of them is uh, he was a Navy test pilot and became a, an astronaut and actually was one of the men who walked on the moon. Is Doctor Edgar Mitchell? You know, you got to think about it. these guys are pretty smart guys. You don't you don't become test pilots and uh, and go through the training they do without being pretty sharp. But he uh, publicly expressed his opinions that he was 90% sure that many of the thousands of UFO sightings, flying objects, UFOs, uh, were real, and and he thought they would come from visitors from other planets. And even on Dateline NBC, he conducted an interview with Mitchell in 1996, in which he discussed meeting with officials from three countries who claimed to have had personal encounters with ETs or extraterrestrials. And he offered his opinion that the evidence for such alien contact was very strong and was, of course, classified by the government who were covering up visitations and the existence of alien beings and even the bodies from crashes at such places as Roswell in New Mexico. And he further claimed that the UFOs had provided sonic engineering secrets that were helpful to the U.S. government. You know, you've heard about that before, that we retrieved some of that wreckage and we back-engineered it and we really came pretty far in our advancement on some of that technology. But, you know, Mitchell had a book in 1996 uh, and he talked a lot about this. And uh, again in in 2004, another interview with the St. Petersburg Times in Florida, he uh, expressed his opinion that uh, he believed in UFOs and that the United States had recovered alien bodies. And uh, it goes back to as far as, you know, the other, which we talked about before, U.S. presidents, and you mentioned John F. Kennedy. And uh, here's a quote he said, We all know that UFOs are real. Now the question is where they come from. And that was from another interview in 2009. So, you know, that uh, makes you wonder. This guy, it's like when they get a little bit older and they know they're not going to be around much longer, they'll come out and and start talking. It's like they don't want to take this information to their grave with them. And they think people like us and many other believers need to know the truth. And so they come forward and start talking.
1: Yeah, he was always really incredible in his stories and stuff. It's good stuff.
2: Sounded very, uh, you know, truthful. And, uh, like I say, he's a pretty smart fella.
1: Yeah, he didn't have anything to gain by.
2: <laughs> exactly. And he did a lot of other interviews. He did one for Fox News in July of 2008. And, uh... Talked about NASA and Roswell, and you know the, his belief of aliens and UFOs, and uh, that he even eventually received some confirmation from an unnamed intelligence officer at the Pentagon. So that was pretty telling, right there. And there's been a few other astronauts from other countries that have said they've seen stuff when they were up, and the guys on the space lab have seen things. There's been other uh, astronauts who've seen some strange lights when they were out, uh, either in the space lab or orbiting the Earth. And uh, most of them were kept quiet, but, uh, you know, what better witness than astronauts with the training they have? I mean, the guys are test pilots and
1: whatever. NASA astronaut Alan Bean claims he saw something shiny on the moon. He described it as shoe leather. While you expect space to be black and devoid of light in places, what was this shiny thing he saw? Could it have been glass? Whatever the reason for what he saw, there's not much of an explanation for this one.
2: So many of these guys have passed on, you know, they're not around much longer, so, but maybe now, this, since the government and the Pentagon's releasing some of these videos from the test pilots of the... UFOs we've had, like the tic-tac UFOs in the last few years, uh, some of this will come out that's been classified. And uh, I was doing a little research. Uh, some other astronauts, some of the early astronauts in the early Gemini programs, Frank Borman and James Lovell, I remember those guys and those names. That's when I was real young. But during uh, one of the Gemini missions, it was Gemini 7 in 1965, both uh, Borman and Lovell reported a sighting That uh, ufologists believe was a real UFO, and it was referred to on the radio as a bogey, which is what they usually said when uh, they were, of course, fighter pilots. A bogey was something that was coming toward them if they were flying a jet. But uh, Mormon claimed to be it was a separate aircraft spacecraft when they were out there orbiting around the Earth. And once the mission ended, Mormon claimed that it was, uh, you know. It was a mistake, and I'm sure that somebody got to him and said, look, you can't <laughs> you can't say anything about this. And so he was forced to hide the truth behind that signing that they had. So, again, the cover-up continues that we've had for so many years.
1: Diane Brock, don't treat your puppy like a dog. Hey, Steve Levitt, you're treating your puppy like a
0: dog. Kit Miller, are you treating your puppy like a dog? Oh, no.
1: Dog food is for dogs. My puppy gets puppy food. Puppy Chow brand puppy food. I know puppies need more nutrition, and Purina Puppy Chow has it. Good for you, Kit Miller. No, good for him.
0: Don't treat your puppy like a dog, dog, dog. No, no, no. Give him Puppy Chow. Welcome to this week's Cryptid Corner Today we're going to take a trip to South Africa, where in 1997, South African newspapers reported sightings of a giant reptile monster in the Zitlava River near Mount Elif. Villagers in the area claimed that the creature was about 65 feet long, had the head of a horse, the lower body of a fish, short legs, and the head of a snake, and that it shined with a green light at night during the period between january and april 1997 as many as nine deaths had been attributed to the mom lambo according to police the victims had been in the water a while and had the soft parts of their heads and neck eaten by crabs local villagers on the other hand claimed that these mutilations had been caused by the MAM habit of eating faces and brains for this reason the MAM is often referred to as the brain sucker and there you have it this week's Cryptic Corner
1: Mr. Haunted Cryptic Corner creepy stuff During the Apollo 10 mission, a test run for the first mission to the moon, astronauts, among other things, took to testing various equipment. The stakes were high, since this was not a simulation, but real space. Much to the surprise of the astronauts, they heard a strange sort of whistling on their headphones that they later described as space music.
2: And a couple other astronauts, Ed White and James McDivitt, uh also in 1965, another one of the Gemini missions reported uh, something strange as uh, they were doing a test run over Hawaii, and they said they saw a metallic object. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it's been many, many sightings, and these aren't just uh, your average, everyday person that's seeing it. These are trained pilots and astronauts that... Uh, have a lot of scientific background, and that they've seen UFOs and they've reported it. and come forward.
1: I like the videos from the space station where they'll have the live NASA feed, and it's almost laughable at this point of how many times they've cut the live feed off whenever they see something float by.
2: Exactly. <laughs> or they'll they'll edit it out or whatever. But yeah, they'll cut the live feed off and just say there was
1: something ice particles or something. <laughs> yeah, ice
2: particles or. Uh, small shooting star meteors coming by or an old satellite space junk. which there's a lot of that out there, but, you know, it just everything can't be <laughs> be that kind of uh, answer to every UFO that they see.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, Armstrong and Aldrin, though, that, uh, they were the first ones supposedly stepped foot on the on the moon and supposedly saw something uh, when they were there, even. That, that's been a rumor, if you look it up on the Internet, whether it's made up or not. It'd be interesting. You know, be, them being the first ones, if there were somebody watching us, or UFO aliens, they might have been curious in what we were doing, and they might have been over there to the side watching, okay, let's, let's see what these <laughs> these earthlings are doing now. <laughs> they've made it this far after all these years. Of course, you know, the ancient alien conspiracy theories think that we've been monitored for many, many years, and they've been keeping a track of us on Earth for a long time. So they've seen the progress we made from, you know, flight to rockets to making it to the outer space, to the moon.
1: Retired NASA astronaut, Dr. Story Musgrave, has a lot to his credit. So it would be difficult to pass this off as a lie. But he claims he saw an eight-foot-long white snake floating through space. It's not hard to imagine that this could have been a hose detached from the spaceship. But Musgrave remains adamant.
2: from the other countries, you know, some of the Russian cosmonauts and even... Some astronauts from other countries have reported seeing stuff. Uh, so you know, it's not just uh, United States of America. It's it's and it's just like UFOs are, are reported world worldwide in almost every country. You know, there's always been a lot of uh, reported sightings down in South America. You know, uh, Russia had what they call the Russian Roswell, where they supposedly had a UFO crash there, and they. Uh, retrieved it. I remember seeing a picture that, if it wasn't doctored on, uh, on the internet, that uh, looked like it was out in a, maybe like Siberia where it was snowing, and there were Russian soldiers out there recovering that uh, reported craft that crashed in uh, in Russia. So, you know, you've had uh, sightings in every country, you know, in every continent, Australia and. And Europe, it's uh, it's not just uh, isolated to the United States or North America.
1: China and India are getting into space exploration now, so it would be interesting to see what kind of stuff they capture on video and stuff.
2: And, of course, China is, and they you, reportedly are hoping to go to the moon also and to Mars. And, you know, they've got lots of money. They've put a lot of money into their military and their space program and I can see them doing it, and uh, they, uh, that's, Russia doesn't seem to be as interesting as they once were, but China
1: definitely does. It's kind of looking like it's going to be like a repeat of the 60s, where it's going to be another space race between us and China, and I think that China is definitely going to beat us, because we seem to be lacking on a lot of fronts now these days.
2: Yeah, funding has been cut over the years, last few years, and uh, they finally have decided to It does take a lot of money. A lot of people think it's wasted money, but, you know, it might be uh, the future. We may need to, you know, we may need to put a base on the moon. Of course, there's some that say we already have one up there. (laughs) That's another conspiracy theory. And, you know, there's others that even said we've already went to Mars. Of course, we have done it with the rovers, like you said, the unmanned rovers. And they sent pictures back with supposedly... I read one interesting story a few years ago where we had... uh, They'd picked certain astronauts that had no family ties and trained them, and they actually were taken to Mars or sent to Mars in uh, a secret government program. But that's a little far-fetched, I think.
1: I saw where one of the rovers just found something a couple of days ago-like a week or so uh, ago-found some kind of weird object on the moon and on Mars. And said there, there's like no way that it could be a natural formation, so they're they collected it and going to bring it back, and it'll be like nine years before we know what it is. So whenever it gets here,
2: yeah, yeah, and you know we've seen a lot of pictures, of different, different things from Mars. You see them all the time. Of course, the most famous is that face on Mars. It looks sort of like a sphinx that we have in Egypt, and then they have other things that look like that were possibly man-made or maybe a pillar or a building knocked over or whatever. So, and the, some of the pictures are a lot better than they used to be and a lot more clear.
1: I remember back in the 90s they were doing a flyover of doing like some mapping and stuff on Mars and they flew over Sidona where the face is on Mars and just suddenly it was all kind of blurry looking now like they used Microsoft Paint and just kind of blurred over it. <laughs> well,
2: we know that that can be done very easily. <laughs> Editing and photoshopping and so forth want something out of the picture, they can wipe it, take it right out. You can do that with some of your telephones even now. <laughs> your <laughs> iPhones, they've got the technologies come so far. I mean, computers, when they first built computers, they were as big as a room, you know. <laughs> if you saw them, and now that same technology is in your t- telephone, just like Star Trek communicator (laughs) everybody thought that was all science fiction now it's all and you know you can actually see somebody you can FaceTime them (laughs) video and Zoom meetings and stuff look how all that's come to pass
1: say like the Apollo uh, rockets and everything they had like as much technology as like a calculator or something we have nowadays
2: yeah I remember going to a museum up in Columbus Ohio a year a few years ago and one of the first space capsules. It's amazing how small it was. <laughs> it was like big enough for one man when they first started the test flights. You know, they first they sent up a, a chimpanzee, and <laughs> and they were they were pretty small. It's, uh, of course, they've come a long way with the space shuttles and and the rockets and things. Now, now you've got private companies that are doing space flights. If you got enough money, you can
1: pay and <laughs> and head up. Yeah, I think Elon Musk is wanting to do like tourist. Uh, planes and stuff like that. <laughs> just yeah. Crazy.
2: I think Jeff Bezos was the one also wanted to do it, but I think he's realized it's just too much money. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Elon Musk and some of those guys is filthy rich. Yeah, but they get some of it back if they can, they can, uh, some of these folks has got a lot of money and want to take a space flight, they can, they can pay and, and go up. Of course, you had that what was it, about a year ago where they took up William Shatner. <laughs>
1: that's what I started to say.
2: Pretty neat. That was good, good advertising there for them. I think doing that for taking, letting him go.
1: It was kind of odd. He talked about how he was all excited about going to get to go up in space and everything after living his dream and all that, and then he came back and was like, well, "It was kind of a letdown."
2: Yeah. Well, they only go up so far. Like, you know, it's not quite like you're going to the outer space on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> but uh, I always thought that would be cool to, to do something like that when I was a kid. <laughs> watching those shows. I always thought, but I would want to come back. (laughs) You know, they're saying now that if they do send the first men to Mars, they may not be able to get back, or they may have to get there and build a place and stay in a of like that movie, The Martian, and uh, until we get the technology where we can get up and and get them and send them back, (laughs) send another crew. Mm -hmm. So you'd really have to be dedicated to to want to do that, but they've they've got astronauts that are training for the Mars mission. I've seen them interview a couple of those, and they know the the risk and the and the, how long they would be away from Earth and their families. But if I guess if you really want to be a a pioneer, a space pioneer, you would, that would be
1: it. We talked about how NASA and everybody seems to kind of just accidentally lose that footage with any kind of UFOs on it. And I saw a while back where they had supposedly lost the like instructions and blueprints and stuff of how to land on the moon and get back and everything like that, and it just don't seem likely. <laughs> How could you lose that? <laughs> this must be a really sloppy closet or something they keep all that stuff in, and they just lose track of everything. Sloppy
2: filings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stuff don't seem likely.
2: It's all interesting, but uh, like you say, those early guys like your grandfather think this is all science fiction never happened in the first place, so (laughs) there might be something to it.
1: American astronaut Leroy Chow, commander of the International Space Station in 2005, along with his crew saw a set of strange lights in space. Chow described the formation as an upside-down, almost V. The crew and Chow chanced upon the formation after it flew past them. Kind of weird, all that stuff. Those guys on the space station, they're in up there for months at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're up
2: there for at least a year sometimes.
1: It's hard to say what they've seen.
2: Now that our relations with Russia are on the outs, Mm -hmm. because we had sort of teamed up with them and doing some joint missions, but I guess the space station is a Russian, and so any
1: American astronauts on that, uh, probably not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, those days are about over with, I believe. It's getting... Uh, pretty tough times down here now in <laughs> Russia China and everybody
2: oh yeah definitely but it's all interesting and uh yeah you know, it's to each his own whatever you believe but uh if you got time you can go on and google it and read some of this yourself and, and uh it's pretty interesting stuff if you want to take the time to do it
1: you've probably seen a lot of stories detailing astronaut Scott Kelly's journey as he got ready to spend a long time on the International Space Station. He went on to become an astronaut who spent the most hours there. But that's not the only thing that makes his story stand out. Kelly has said things that suggest a big brush with aliens. While he's not said so himself in so many words, his jokes seemed less like jokes and more like something for all humanity to consider. Like the time he mentioned in an interview about aliens having it easier in space than we do
2: makes you wonder what's real and what's not there's a lot of a lot of good stories out there from various even from the, the 60s up until now over the years a lot of astronauts test pilots military personnel It's uh it's pretty cool
1: yeah i was just always amazed by all that stuff i've just been hooked on it for years so just all ties in hand hand in hand with the ufos and stuff that i've always been into yeah you're similar to me
2: on those (laughs) that interest and and thoughts and I've definitely been interested in it for a long time will be I guess until (laughs) my last days
1: yeah it's the same with me just always reading stuff about it and everything
2: oh yeah anytime I see something I I sent you that article I found from 1957 from the Logan newspaper where they saw a flying object UFO over there and there's you go all the way back even to our area here where there was ufo sightings in the 50s and 60s and 70s which i'd use some of those in my books Uh, There were a lot of local sightings and actually made our newspapers so you know there were some people interested in them even the local press
1: yeah it's fascinating stuff
2: and some were you know reported to to the police and so forth yeah it is fascinating so There's a lot more. I had one deputy that told me he saw something. He was working night shift. This was here in Mingo County. And saw something over Williamson one night late. Real uh, uh, amazed him. And he he actually reported it to NORAD. You know, I didn't know what it was either, but uh, he swears he saw something. So there's lots. You never know when you're out at night or even in the day, but it seems like most sightings during at night, what you're going to see.
1: I was coming back from a concert one time, probably 10 years ago or so, and it looked like a V-shaped thing just hovering over top of the four-lane out there on US-119. And I pulled off on the side of the road to get a better look at it, and it was like it was just kind of observing the road or something, and then uh, had a buddy with me, and we stood there and looked at it for a minute, and it just kind of flew away. And... It didn't look too big, though. I don't know. It could have been a drone. <laughs> it uh, had some pretty good speed to it, though, whenever it flew away, so I'm not sure what that could have been.
2: Yeah. Of course, drones are sort of new, so it depends on how long ago that was. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it's been at least 10 years. I can't remember now the way time flies by so fast. I just get it all mixed up anymore. <laughs> yeah, that happens as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to come on again, Kyle, and we'll do it again sometime.
2: Always, always enjoy doing it
1: and thanks for having me and that's about all of the scary astronaut stories we have for you my thanks as always Kyle Leverin Jimmy Haunted shout out to our YouTube friend Mountain Hauler thanks Paul Steve thanks everybody we'll see you again here next week God bless you.